0: Chris, do you want just, do you just want to get right into it? Let's, do I? Let's just jump right into it.
1: Oh, I fuck. I think that's copyrighted, Dale. It
0: is. I, mean, I assume it is. Um, yeah. I mean, it's it's, a, it's a, not a drought episode, exactly, but a, a more of a, a sultry episode. We're recording a day earlier than planned uh, because that's my fault because I started school and I forgot that I was going to take a Thursday night class, which is always fun chris do you prefer night classes um
1: no no Hmm. no i prefer morning classes because i feel like after i wake up my brain is freshest Mm -hmm. so if i'm gonna dedicate it to something important like school or working on a project or something it's gonna be Mm in the morning Mm
0: -hmm. i actually i kind of like night classes the issue is, is that night classes are typically once a week So that means they're going to be two to three to four hours long. A bit of an exaggeration, right? But they're going to be two hours long. They're usually going to be like 7 to 9.45 or something like that. Yeah. Basically three hours long. And so that's not cool. Um, Also because, like, you know, you got to get up and work the following morning. So, like, your evening is kind of stolen a little bit. But that's okay. I'm mainly taking morning classes anyways. I'm only taking three classes this semester. Yeah? Yeah. So I got, like, a lot of free time. Tuesdays and Thursdays, I basically have four I've gained four free hours of a day because my last class is at noon and there's no real point in me trying to make it to work uh, because work ends at four so I, I'd only be working like two hours after everything is said and done
1: I have a feeling you're gonna be feeling that filling that free time with podcast time Dale. yeah
0: basically because I'm recording now like I'm recording on my off days and then my school days is when I'm editing and posting. Uh, the two shows one is super secret and soon to be announced Um, and then fridays are going to be like research days slash like hanging out with people and then saturday and sundays it's kind of the generally the same thing but i have more time to actually dedicate like research to when it comes to like project project stuff that makes sense cool yeah you know i I worked out worked out my weekly schedule and uh another another great wonderful wonderful news chris What's that? I got my PC in working order again. I wasn't really keeping you updated. I never mentioned it last week, but my PC was like about to go down the tubes, kind of like yours, except it was my GPU was, um, I don't know, some update happened and it it bugged. And so like I was never able to get 3D graphics to work until last Mm. night. So happy. So I I can play (laughs) Monster Hunter World now and that's where the rest of my free time is going.
1: How has that been going? The oh, really Monster good. Hunter-ing?
0: Really good. Um, I actually have two somewhat pixelated. If we if we want to like do a quickie, Monster Hunter World, really good. Horrible PC port. A terrible PC port because <laughs> because of all the issues that are going on. Like I just recently fixed all my issues. Uh, the game has been out for not even a month yet, and there are still like ongoing issues. Uh, what was happening? What ended up totally happening, the main issue that I was trying to fix, which then led to a domino effect of other issues, was that I would get error code 12, which means Monster Hunter World is angry that my GPU is overclocking. And there was an update Mm. for the GPUs that was supposed to fix it. Ended up breaking mine in particular. Got the update to work after doing like a clean install and customizing some stuff. And then I realized, duh, I'm such an idiot because I've been going, I was like going, I was hacking the BIOS. And trying to get something to work, and that's what caused my PC to crash and reset. Uh, all I needed to go was t- 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 to go to my graphics card setting with the AMD program, like the specific special thing they give you, so you don't have to hack your BIOS. Uh, and I just had to turn my GPU down. <laughs>
1: Moral of the story, Dale is not hacker man. I'm not a hacker
0: man, no. Um, second somewhat pixelated, Chris. You would really enjoy this game. Uh, it's Dead Cells, it's a roguelike Castlevania type game.
1: I've seen some things about Dead it's Cells, real Dale. Good. I've, I've seen two very similar reviews about Dead Cells, oh, okay. actually.
0: Okay. What are they?
1: One from IGN and one from a small time YouTuber
0: Dale. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> was the IGN one plagiarized? Uh, it was. Oh shit. Oh, my God, that's right. They were talking about Dead Cells. <laughs> yeah, they, they... I totally <laughs> forgot. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, I played myself. Oh, God, I don't I don't want to get into that. It's such old news.
1: Yeah, it's okay. Yeah. We can, we can gloss over it. I just wanted I to make totally, a cheeky no, reference. Oh, that was that's good.
0: All. That was amazing. Thank that's you. That's off, <laughs> off to you. I totally forgot they were talking about Dead Cells. To fill the listeners in who have no idea what we're talking about, uh, like the lead, the head Nintendo editor Um, plagiarized a review of a game, Dead Cells, which is a Castlevania roguelike, really fun game. I really, really enjoy it. Uh, he, He plagiarized his article from a small YouTube channel and he lost his job. And what's crazy is, is that evidently everything he's ever done has been plagiarized. And not everything he's ever done. Ninety percent of his work I think is gonna be come out to be plagiarized. You, no, no.
1: Not ninety percent. I've I've heard somewhere in the realm of like twenty to thirty percent, but even still, as a professional journalist, that's pretty horrible. That's pretty yeah, outrageous.
0: One like percent is a little outrageous. One yeah. percent can be classified as an accident, thirty thirty percent is malicious. So that sucks. Uh, that, But you know what? Honestly, everything is only uh, better because the YouTuber got more hits because controversy is always good. That's why we got to start a fight, Chris. Yep. We got to start a, a podcast brawl with someone very soon. Uh, How yeah. about we challenge
1: KSI to a, a fist fight, Dale? I don't know
0: what KSI is.
1: KSI is the guy that's gonna be fighting Logan Paul, oh, I think, this shit, week.
0: Nice. I only know I only yeah. know KSI as a uh, as as an archetype in Magic the Gathering. <laughs> uh, Shows you where Dale's yeah, brain is constantly much, at. So, <laughs> all right, cool. Dead Cells, fun game. Chris, you'd like it. I'm playing it on my Switch. It's a very nice.
1: I was gonna. I was just about to. A ask. Very
0: nice Switch game. When it's in handheld mode. When you do something big and flashy, uh, it will decide to drop about three frames, um, and you will wind <laughs> up in a weird part. Like you'll you'll you wind up exactly where you were expecting to be, but it'll it'll be quicker, <laughs> so it can it can throw you off a little bit. <laughs> I've only ever gotten to like the third floor. I don't know how many floors there are to this game. I don't know how the game ends yet, but all the items are really fun so far that I've that I've uh, gotten to mess around with. So links. So that will be in the show notes. I'm probably going to get it on Steam because I'd rather play it with my PC controller that I use. And also, um, I don't enjoy those frame drops. But everything is really good because, like, all the weapons feel, like, really good to swing around. Everything feels heavy. Mm. Uh, it's got It's got weight to it. You could honestly probably do the run of the game. Like, without ever having to switch from your defaults. The way they do unlocking seems really good. Feels really good, at least. You collect cells, hence Dead Cell. (laughs) And uh, you collect cells to, like, unlock stuff. And some of it is additional weapons. Some of it is, some of it are, like, bonus stuffs. Uh, There are mutations in the game. They seem, they're really Mm -hmm. bland. I don't like them that much. Uh, I don't know if you want like more.
1: Are they better or worse than the risk of rain mutations? Uh, I don't
0: remember the risk of ma- rain mutations. I'm honestly, I'm, I'm going to go out on, on a limb and probably say they're better because a lot of them mm. are kind of like generic percentage stat changes. And then that's mm-hmm. it. Like you'll have like less cooldown, more attack damage. You get like, you know, when you kill somebody, you heal a couple of blips of life and then like that's it. And then, like, of course, there's, like, oh, if you die, you get to come back to life with, like, 50 health or something like that. Um, so the mutation mm-hmm. seems really lame. I'm thinking about not ta- – I don't know if there's any point in not taking them. Other than that, uh, what else is there about the game? Oh, my favorite part about the game is – so, first of all, it's, like, it's this is the first time I've really played, like, an honest, honest Castlevania-type game. Where it's, you can, you know, you, you're, it's promoted to actually really explore the levels. Um, and of course, mm-hmm. they're procedurally generated. So every time it's different, you kind of get the feel for it though. Like there are some things that will always be generically the same, uh, which helps with just navigating and kind of doing it as fast as possible. But also, they do promote you to speedrun because on each new floor, there is a dedicated room that you can go to that has a timed door to it. So, if you go through the first room, let's say two minutes, the door will be uh, unlocked and you can go in there and get a pretty good item. uh, Or it'll lock on you afterwards. So, speedrunning is kind of encouraged. And then there's also another way to get cool Mm. items, which are these... Uh, locked doors where you either get to have to pay money or you can break them down and just get the item for free. But then the gods get angry at you and they curse you and you got to uh, kill 10 enemies. Uh, and if you get hit once you die immediately.
1: Oh,
0: I do it every time. I regret it every time when I die, but sometimes <laughs> I make it through and it's pretty good. Uh, I will say recently <laughs> like my big, my long runs don't end because I broke the door. They end because I'm bad. That's about it. Hmm more on that later though. Uh Chris, you you yes. gave us a challenge.
1: It's a lot more of a challenge for you considering this is yeah, more in fair. my ballpark. It was basically
0: like to design some part of the game, more or less. So tell mm-hmm. me about yours cuz you never you never told me about yours and I used one that was like halfway done and now it's like almost done. So you go first. Mm-hmm. Um
1: mine is just a pretty simple tactics game that I have been calling never-ending Tactics, because it's basically um how do I describe it? It's like um it's like if any army in any multiverse could fight in a battlefield okay so like a Napoleonic style infantry versus like World War II versus like orcs on cavalry uh-huh. right um and it's basically, it's it's a very, very simple tactics game. It uses uh, D4 to D12 d- mm-hmm. dice as your damage dice and your defense dice. And it's just a flat s- subtraction and yeah. addition kind of system. So if you have 2D4 defense and you roll that uh, against 2D6 and you get like three and they get four, mm-hmm. you take mm-hmm. one damage basically, right? Um, and it, it's, it's fun. It needs a lot of balancing, but it works and it, uh, it, you know, it's, it's functional and that I, I already have an idea to kind of springboard off of it into a different system that might work a little bit better okay. and might be a bit more. Are fun. you thinking
0: about, um, porting it uh, over to like tabletop sim?
1: I could pretty easily do it honestly, because it, once I start, uh, mm-hmm. like digitalizing it, and putting it into Google Docs, that's kind of the challenge with Tabletop Sim is if it's not in a digital format, because right now mostly I yeah. have just written on posts, like uh, yeah. like index cards. And uh, if it's in a digital format, you can literally just copy and paste it over to uh-huh. Tabletop Sim. Okay. But um, what I may end up doing with it before porting it over to Tabletop Sim is converting it to... Like kind of fusing it with the uh, Pokemon Tactics game that I made mm-hmm. a couple years back.
0: All right, I'm excited. Hopefully, we'll get an up, up update yeah. soon. If you if you put it over to tabletop, we'll actually be um, able to like fully understand what it is. But I mean, simple dice rolls. That sounds yeah. Totally and play fine.
1: play along. Yeah, I I think it would be very easily playable in tabletop sim it would Just take yeah, a little bit then, of time like, to get convert the right
0: figures. Would you try to dig around for, like, yeah. risk, uh, risk variants.
1: To be honest, the f- the figures I've been using for playtesting is the uh, Magic <laughs> the Gathering board game.
0: Yeah. Like, yeah.
1: tactics game figures. So, I mean, honestly, you could just use any of the generic ones they give gotcha. you in the tabletops, and is it I like think it wouldn't grid? be that big of a deal.
0: Square grid. Uh, it's actually grid. square grid. Okay.
1: Yeah. And that's part of the mechanics, because uh, your basic unit can only move in cardinal directions, so left, right, up, down. Can't move diagonally, but uh, units with the keyword mobile can move gotcha. and attack diagonally.
0: That seems seems pretty good, actually.
1: It's almost kind of like a, a Magic the Gathering meets a <laughs> like Warhammer 40k, because it's kind of a yeah. cost-based system. So uh, we've been playing with total of 10 and each uh, unit has a cost uh, ranging from one to five at the moment. And then you just kind of total them up and then that's that's your team.
0: You know, Warhammer has always been that kind of forbidden mistress of gaming for me because I know I'll really like it Mm -hmm. because I had attempted to play it a long, long time ago. um, And I threw
1: but you know exactly. you spend it's an ungodly, ungodly amounts of, of money amount on it <laughs>
0: on all the minifigures, and there does not seem to be any cheap alternative aside from literally 3D printing them all myself. Which I'm I'm not actually that True. opposed to. It'd be a nice way to get a 3D printer. Is there any rules like could I, would I be able to like throw throw my personally 3D printed figures all in a box and then like take them? And also, this is another issue, is, A, nobody around me would ever play this game, except for Gabe. Gabe, I think, wants to, but again, he does not want to spend an ungodly amount on figures. Why don't
1: I help, uh, why don't I be the professional podcaster here and and switch us to a topic we're supposed to talk about, Dale? Which is apt, because I just bought the topic we're supposed to talk about, Dale. Which is, uh... Chapo's Guide to Revolution.
0: Oh, it's so freaking good! I think first of all, if we're, somehow you are listening to and our we're podcast, were born in the year and you do not, 1970 <laughs> or previous.
1: You know, what, let's let's yeah. cut that down to 1980 or previous, even Dale.
0: Yeah, let's say you you have not heard of Chapo Trap House before, and to be fair, I was. I, I once lived a life without Chapo Trap House. What a uh,
1: what a poor uh, pitiful just several life. Several months
0: Dale. ago. It was such a sad and it was a pitiful <laughs> life. I was scrambling, wondering why can I not find any good political satire. I, I was forced to slice up pieces of, of printouts of a modest proposal and snort them to to try to find find the, the high that I crave of political satire. Do you know what a modest proposal is, Chris?
1: A modest proposal is asking Trump to not stand like a centaur,
0: Dale. <laughs> no, no, no. The modest proposal is that Irish. Like, oh yeah, okay, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Saying a great way how to, a great way to solve population like, or a good solution for a good proposal for population control and also making sure that the poor citizens don't starve is that they should just eat their babies. Um, <laughs> So, I like, I love that. Like, it's one of my favorite pieces of writing in existence. Uh, and Chop Out Trap House, like, is just the 2018 version of it. So what they are, it's like a, it's social, political satire. And they're also, like, hardcore socialists. Yeah, they are. Uh, they're, like, I think, I think they put a lot of other socialists to shame. Um, and they even reference that in the book. They say that, like... again so the whole book is just satire um it's like i mean the full title is chapo trap house's uh oh shoot political revolution and banning like thinking and and logic and yada 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 so what they say in the very beginning of the book is is that like once we finally created the Chapo revolution if you find anybody else saying that they are like the origination of of of, uh (laughs) liberalism it, or leftism it's a manifesto
1: against logic facts and reason Dale,
0: there it is so they what they say is is that if you find anybody saying that they're the origination of leftism that they are in fact actually Hitlerian and war horses and they need <laughs> to be uh like confiscated and charged to the gestapo etc 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 it's a really good book um if you like political satire also if you're a socialist i guess like I was telling Chris you earlier, I have I, I've been taking the Chapo pill recently. Uh, I'm getting mad at rich people. It's a green pill, and Dale. All that good stuff. Is it the green yeah, pill? Yeah, it's a green pill, which is a
1: which is a common color for uppers, Dale. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and uh and like I mean I don't if we're if are like actually like if you're looking at this book for like opinions on policy you're not looking in the right places uh but if you do (laughs) where should they look for that dale (laughs) oh god i don't know you're kind of out of luck if you think to yourself i want to be more politically active i need a constant source of of policy and like debate good honest healthy debate about how we should make our policies um that no longer exists in 2018 i've heard that intelligence
1: squared is an okay podcast for that
0: but Mm, okay it's definitely not Pod Save America I... <laughs> or Pod Save the World, I'll tell you that much. Uh I think I think um what what Chaffo does really well, and this is how you kind of sold sold them to me a little bit earlier uh this year, was that like they they have somehow been able to synthesize all the rage I feel about politics. Yeah. Uh and so it's <laughs> just nice to be vindicated. With also
1: a good dash of nihilism. <laughs>
0: a good dash of nihilism i would say about once every other month so bi-monthly they have a real good a real solid dune themed episode and that just it just keeps me coming back keeps me coming back they even reference dune they they kind of give this list of books um that like should be considered the american canon and they, <laughs> dune and, is one and of they them they say Dune is one of them, and he says, "Yes, this is a you know an inspiration for many other modern sci-fi, uh, such as Star Wars, uh, Game of Thrones, maybe Star Trek. I'm not sure." Uh, and uh, and so of course that just vind- it just vindicates more of my emotions on a very good book. They also say that Garfield and his like it's Garfield and his nine lives, I think, is what it's called. <laughs> Uh, that that should also be considered in the American canon. Uh, oh my god! So I might have to pick that book up. I guess you'll Garfield, have to now, Dale. His nine lives his book by Jim Davis. I have to obviously, um, because uh, Chapo Trap House is now the only political satire podcast that I can ever listen to. Yeah. I signed an oath when I when I bought the body audio book. They didn't quite realize I was getting myself into it, but I think I'm okay right now. <laughs>
1: So, Dale obviously is giving it rave rave reviews. I am in the process of downloading it through, can I just say, through Audible as much as I love them? Audible, you're wonderful. Yeah. Do you ever have problems downloading stuff with Audible, Dale? All the time. Start and stop, yeah. All the time. (laughs) I
0: think it's it's because if you put your phone into sleep mode, sometimes the app will go inactive so it's a little awkward uh i've noticed the best best for best results uh on audible uh make sure your phone take your phone off of sleep mode insert it directly into your rectum and wait a five five or so minutes for your audiobook to download yeah i'm really um, sad though
1: because i don't want to deprive my phone of sleep like it's already running <laughs> ragged as it is
0: pretty much uh i will say though because chris you're on android you have this superior audible experience (laughs) you get to buy your books in app don't you yeah yeah no not i no apple has deemed that anything that wants any any anything that wants to sell on their app it has to go through the app store and that means they get to make tremendous fucking markups on everything that's why like spotify costs nine bucks a month if you go to spotify.com and you and you you know buy it there on ios it used to be like 14 good lord it wasn't in, it's insane like you know what they I, say I,
1: apple I, always gets a cut right Dale? dude
0: like no kidding like as much as i i really do i i love iphones i i've, I've taken the iphone pill you also. uh
1: you worship at the foot of tim Cook, cooktail <laughs>
0: Uh, I do. Tim Cook, I used to uh, worship at the foot of Steve Jobs until uh, he died from douching to try to fucking cure his cancer. <laughs> fruit uh, douching, I believe. Fruit is douching. What it <laughs> was that is now. directly stolen from Chavo Trap House. <laughs> um, and I'm going to try not to do that because I forgot that I stole that. Uh, so, uh, Anyways. <laughs> The first thing I did when I bought my MacBook was I put, well, I guess Steve Jobs owns my soul now on Facebook, <laughs> and uh, yeah, that he does, and he does now. Um, too bad he didn't get enough souls to cure that old cancer. Probably shouldn't make fun of the guy. I mean, was he a? Do you think he was a a, a genius as as everybody says he was, Chris? No, no, hmm, fair
1: enough. Not gonna elaborate, but I'm just gonna say no. Oh, I think he. Good. think he was a businessman who kind of took a lot of inventions for credit yeah that he didn't have i would say the only thing
0: that's the only thing that's legitimately to his name is that he made that computer for pixar right
1: yeah i think so like way back yeah way way back in the garage era
0: way back in the garage era (laughs) oh well (sighs) one of these days i'll probably get an android phone but i like the ios apps too much
1: yeah, you you like being in the nice cushy iOS cloud, don't you? Do uh,
0: no, I hardly ever use it. In fact, like I don't even pay for the. Really, because you you're extension.
1: saying you don't use it when you switch from one app you've been working on on your iPhone to your oh, iPad or I to guess your so. I, yeah whatever. yeah yeah yeah. That's yeah, what I'm talking about with the cushy fair. iOS cloud.
0: Yeah, that's well, that's more of an ecosystem. I thought you like literally meant. Excuse I thought me. you literally meant the iCloud. Drive, which is Apple's you know Google Drive Dropbox competitor, it's, a, it's
1: Apple's leak celeb, yeah, yeah, uh, it's, it's a direct drive. sieve,
0: it's Apple's direct like t- sieve for celebrity nudes. Yeah, uh, good times, right. good times. Oh, I never did well, like this part of uh, the
1: challenge. This podcast just got a big degree of creepy, thank <laughs> you, Dale. It did,
0: it did. Should we talk yeah. about what I did for the weekly challenge cuz I did do something? Oh yeah,
1: sorry. I totally glossed over you. No, I'm sorry, No, it's totally Dale.
0: fine. I wanted to talk about Chapo cuz they're like, oh, god, so good. Um so what I did for the weekly game design weekly, this week's game design challenge, I should say, is <laughs> I um <laughs> I uh kind of I took a, a um a role-playing system that I'm developing for some friends. Uh we want to do Troll Hunters. Jesus, couldn't think of the name. We want to do Troll Hunters as like a as like a pen and paper RPG, and they're all. Which, s- funnily enough, I
1: just started watching. Yeah, we'll get to today. that
0: right after, and I'll I'll ask you all your opinions on it. You've all only right. watched a few episodes, right? Two, two. Okay, well, it's still pretty good. So, um, what basically my original so the original idea was like, oh well, we'll, we'll just reskin, um. D D because like fifth edition because that's what we're all super familiar with. it's what we all play. yada, yada, yada. There is no reason to because there are no good ways to like have the classes branch across most it's like it's too much. DD just has way too much to try and use for like something relatively simplistic also i'm I'm kind of' I'm, I'm kind of approaching this as um what I really want to do is what I would love to do is actually just reskin Persona and and then have that be the troll hunters thing because that's kind of how in my mind, I think that'll be like the simplest way for it to work is that like I don't think there's any reason for them to like have to manually explore the town um, uh, of Arcadia. Uh, there's just like a few. There's like four points on a map that they will need to regularly go to. Maybe more like five or six. But uh, you'll you'll see that as you as you uh, watch more of the series, you'll notice, Chris. There's only one restaurant in the entire city <laughs> of Arcadia that doubles as a fancy Italian place for date night and a oh. quaint little French bakery for when you need coffee in the mornings awesome uh, so that's the thing you know then there's, that's convenient yeah exactly <laughs> and so then there's like the high school there's a museum uh there's everybody's home and then there's the troll market and that's it like that that's literally it <laughs> like those are the only points of interest there's no reason for them to run around and navigate the streets manually obviously if there's any reason for them to do that i would just like it would just be a battle map, right? Like I'm not gonna be like, oh, do you explore First Street or Main Street first or something <laughs> like that? Because that's just getting way too into it. So I have that kind of two two into the weeds as they exactly. would exactly. And so that's also leading me into I wanted this system to be as simple as possible. Um and I also wanted it to be one of my own design and so i kind of went the wrong direction first i looked at i looked at the the holy texts of warhammer 40k rogue traders and tried to <laughs> uh, try to simplify their system but what i've what i've come to notice is that the d100 system like it's not simple it's really hard to water no. that thing down to so hard uh, I, there was there's i there was just like no way for me to really try and and deal with that so then I looked at other avenues, and there's something called the Powered by Apocalypse. So it is technically the Apocalypse system. It's for a board game, not a board game. It's for a role-playing game. I think it's just called Apocalypse. Uh, no idea how they got that trademark, but they did. Good on them. And so it's it's super bare bones. It's a it's a D6 system, so all your rolls are made with two D6s. Uh you, there are no classes, there are no abilities, there are no, well, there are abilities, there's no races, there's nothing like that. Um, it's up to the game master to kind of, like, come up with any of those and, like, how they affect their stats, if they affect their stats. Nothing really affects uh-huh. stats in this game, actually. Uh, you don't roll for stats, it's just a point-by system. You get, like, plus three, plus two, plus one, zero, and then minus one. I think I did uh-huh. that correctly. Um... And, the, and then those five stats are just kind of, like, generic stats. Like, this is what you do for dexterity. This is what you do for strength. This is what you do for charisma. You're, you, like, they encourage you to to name them yourself, to better fit the world. So maybe if you're doing, mm-hmm. like, a, like, a high school, like, well, what basically what we're doing um, is, like, so maybe, you know, like, a lot of their um, player-based interactions... Player to NPC when they're just doing role-playing conversations. That is a charisma roll, but since it's this urban fantasy, they're all in high school. I'm gonna call it cool. So you got to make a cool roll to see how cool you are. <laughs> you got to make a lit. You got to make role. a lit roll to see if you dab, if you dab on the haters, how how effective <laughs> it is. And so, uh, what I what I don't like about that system though is is that combat is super boring. There is no combat. There's no, you, you basically say like, I, uh, uh, I want to do this to the person and whatever that action is. Um, if you roll and you succeed, you do one harm and each like unit, I guess you could say each character has a total of six harm. I guess you could edit that. You can make that bigger or smaller depending on what they're fighting. Mm-hmm. Um, have you seen like the little goblins yet in troll hunters? All right, no, so those are like the super generic mobs that just explode into jelly after getting hit once, right? So, like, those would have, like, <laughs> one harm, and then, like, everything else in the world would have six harm. Uh, I digress. Mm-hmm. And then you get three abilities that you come up with on your own with your game master. So, that's it. Like, that's the entire system. Uh, it's It's predicated more on role-playing versus playing a board game is what i does that make sense mm-hmm. does that distinction kind of make sense where like, it does yeah. I, and then like i think D fits very nicely in the middle of like okay you can either role play your way out of this or you ha- you can fight your way out of this they're pretty interchangeable and then i would say warhammer mm-hmm. 40k is like dude grab your shotgun and start busting some chest cavities <laughs> open uh because we're not talking to these goddamn heretics
1: yeah, I was I was going to say, if, if you're out in the field, if you haven't already shot someone at the beginning of your turn, then you're probably not playing the Warhammer <laughs> exactly. role-playing <Yeah>. game, right?
0: <laughs> and you're probably not going to be playing much longer, because every time I have been a player <laughs> in a Warhammer 40k game, and every time I've game-mastered a Warhammer 40k games, the first fight, there is always a death. <laughs> always a player <laughs> death. Because... <sighs> well, in the
1: in the grim dark future of the uh, the forty first millennia, Dale, oh, there, there is only exactly war. That. All right.
0: I love forty k. I don't think I would ever. I can't convince the play group. So there's there's this play group where I'm typically a player in, and then there is another play group where I will literally only ever be a game master in, um, because it's like herding goddamn cats when it's trying to get them together to do anything. So I've kind of given up on them. And so, with his other play group, where I'm typically a player in, they're all a fan of Troll Hunters. Um, we all kind of again agreed that like D and D 5e, and they use Thirteenth Age a lot too, which is kind of a D and D 3.5e plus Pathfinder thing. Like it's <laughs> developed by a guy who's worked on both of those projects. It's cool. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of cool things in it. Mainly the Chaos Mage, which you whenever you cast a spell. You don't choose to cast a spell. you kind of will magic into existence, and however it works, it works. So there are some really cool things um, with that. There's also a couple of cool feats that I really like that aren't in any other games. I don't want to get too in the hole on that one, but uh what i what I needed was is I, is I wanted I wanted apocalypse, but I needed to just basically staple some things on top of it to make it a bit more fun for the group that I'll actually be playing it with because they like the game aspect of a role-playing game. Um, They like to kind of spec out, even though none of them will admit it, they're all (laughs) min-maxers. Uh, so they will, like, like okay, on the current D&D uh, campaign that we're having, we have one magic user, and she has designed her character to be an emo goth chick, so she refuses to take any healing, even though nearly every single one of us has died in every single encounter we've had. Right? So, like, these are the kind of people, like, like so they might not be, they're not min-maxing in a sense, like they're trying to get their stats to do the best, but they're min-maxing in a sense where it's like, my character is going to do one thing and one thing only. And I refuse. That's I, not guess, min-maxing. I guess that that's, is role-playing. That's ultra-role-playing, uh, but, but they don't care about like character interactions that much. They like they kind of like go through the checklist of what they like need to g- do to get from point A to point B. Like I don't think they're any of them are interested in improving a conversation with a with a character that I'm playing. Um, and then also like If you were to ask them exactly, what yes and right. mean, And then like on top what, of that, they, they're min maxing they in a sense where it's like my character is designed to do this one thing and this one thing only, so I have put all my points into doing this one thing only. Straying from the path will will ruin my combat strategies right she has a she has a good strategy honestly the character seems like a lot of fun to play as like in a video game it is not fun to have be your teammate <laughs> so cuz like i'm like a really cool archmage archer so my i shoot arrows really well and sometimes they explode and sometimes they magically find their target but that's all i can do so I shoot I shoot my bow. <laughs> I even gave up on my sword because I'm more of a role player. And so in one of our first confrontations, I, I, got, I have like a magic teleport ability. I have mistwalk. And so I walked over to an opponent that I had hit with one of my explodey arrows and he had just barely, he had like he had like something like six hit points left. And so I was like, oh, all right, I'll just teleport to him and hit him with my sword a couple of times. This should go well. Chris... It did not go well. It didn't go well. No, I was in combat with him for like five turns, and I never landed a hit. So, so what? How? How? Like maybe some other players would address this is like on the next level up, uh, add some points to your strength. Even though I'm a fighter and I have plenty of strength, I just rolled really badly that day. I decided, you know what? I think my character, who is very pragmatic. And um, very impulsive also would just toss his sword overboard, which I did. (laughs) And I said, I'm never using one of those things again. I like it. Yeah. So what I needed to do was in order to keep them interested, I need to kind of make combat a little more fun. And only having three abilities doesn't make combat fun. So I am going to. So basically, I'm letting them have three more abilities, but I'm limiting them. Uh, three of those are going to be skills which are going to be passive kind of just neutral things that your character inherently has so that would include speaking another language um maybe you want to be a master of a certain kind of weapon so i'm like okay when you use this weapon you can add plus one to your role which is very good Uh, plus one is very very good in a d6 system um Plus, because they would be using like other strength stats, so it would end up being like plus two or plus three. Uh, and then abilities are things that you would have to roll for. So, if they are like a magic user and they want to blast someone with a magic missile, they would have to roll for that, and their ability would need to be magic missile. Like, I'm not going to give because they're uh, spoiler alert for you, Chris. Mm-hmm. Uh, in your fan, in your urban fantasy troll hunters, <laughs> there is magic, it just comes in the third season. Oh, okay. So, uh, I kind of figured Merlin. there would
1: be magic, considering there's trolls, Dale. Exactly
0: right, <laughs> but most of the trolls are what they do is they like have a special crystal and they throw said crystal and it kind of explodes like a hand grenade, which would be another thing. So ultimately, what I've done is that's not is, magic. I have certainly not, not magic. magic. <laughs> 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 certainly not magic. But like, so what I've done is is I, I did steal a little bit from, uh, uh Warhammer 40k. There is How a weapon stat. I know. There is a weapon stat and there is a ballistic stat. Mm-hmm. Those are separate from, uh, I've just written down mine, strength, reflex, will, and charisma. And then will is the actual, like, magic stat they'll be using. Although I might take will out and or, like, I might take either will or charisma out, name it something different, and just kind of combine those two stats. But I want to keep them separate because, like, I feel like just because you can use magic doesn't mean you're very sociable. Mm-hmm. And then I'm also, instead of doing a generic harm system, this is the last thing I need to work out. Uh, I'm working out a health system, which I think will be X, where X is determined by the size of your character, small, medium, large. Um, And then it's plus whatever your body modifier is, which is, um, I guess I should probably actually look into not doing that because now the modifier used to be like plus four or plus five because I was using the D10 system. Now it's going to be like plus one, plus two. Also, mind used to be strength and reflex combined. So I have not looked at this part of the stats page in a very long time. You couldn't tell. So I think I need... I want to figure out something for the health system. And I I like the wound system in Warhammer 40k, but I feel it's super unintuitive for people who are used to literally every other single form... (laughs) Every video game has ever used for your health, which is a health bar that when it hits zero, you die. Why Warhammer 40k is like, no, no, you need to beat their, you need to go past their armor, and then you gotta beat their toughness. And then, once you've dealt damage that's equal or more than their wounds, then they actually take damage. And then we roll the crit chart, and then if the crit chart, uh, you get a really big roll, then they die. I, I don't mean, like that.
1: D&D has, a, has the whole death system, too, so...
0: Yeah, but D&D is you go down to zero, now you can try to save yourself. And if you don't save yourself, your character is dead. I guess that's fair. Right, and you don't need a crit chart. You can add a crit chart. You know, you can add things to D&D to make it more complicated. If I tried to take the crit chart and, like, some of the damage system away from Warhammer it would be unplayable because like you would never die and dying in warhammer 40k is very important. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta give your life for your holy emperor. That's pretty much it. And I'm, and I'm happy about that. I want the sim, I want the system to be as simple as possible so I can now focus my efforts because we're going to finish up this, uh, the most recent campaign, uh, in about two weeks. So mm-hmm. then after that, I'm up to bat. So I need to take these next two weeks to actually write out my campaign.
1: That's always, uh, both the fun and the worst part about being DM is pretty writing out the campaign.
0: Pretty much. Um, what I'm trying not to do is have it just be a series of encounters. Cause it's, uh, it's not yeah. actually following. I didn't want to basically re-roll the, uh, like the storyline of Troll Hunters. Ultimately what it is, it is that, like, it is now an augmented reality of Troll Hunters. Where are are
1: they playing in a uh, 3D MMO where they uh they get into a pod that takes away all of their senses, Dale, and then they enter the Troll Hunters MMO.
0: Yeah, like kind of, sort of. I don't want to spoil it for you. Basically, what it is, like, because I don't want to spoil Troll Hunters. Do you care if I spoil it a little bit?
1: I don't want you to spoil me at all. Oh no, Troll Hunters, Dale.
0: Dude, it's honestly, it's really good. I'd be kind of mad if somebody spoiled me on Troll yeah. Hunters. Yeah, I'm
1: liking it so far, Dale. It's That's really my good. thoughts on it's, Troll Hunters so really far. It's really good. So, okay. it reminds me of the 80s.
0: What it's going to be is, is there are some characters that will be around because I feel like they are, they are important and they, they are cool characters to interact with. Like Bular. Sure, exactly. There are things that happen later. Some characters die. Spoiler alert. Some characters get, you know, have plot twists to their character-ness.
1: Is it Tobesdale? Does Tobes die? <laughs>
0: yeah, Tobes gets absolutely <laughs> eviscerated. He gets ripped yeah. limb from limb. I'm very surprised Gilmore Del Toro went for it. I'm very surprised that DreamWorks allowed it.
1: Bular literally just rips him in half just, in just one scene.
0: Just absolutely <laughs> decimates him. So the characters that are dead are going to be dead. The characters that end up leaving are going to be left. But I...
1: Are going to have left? They're going to
0: have left. Okay. Um, (laughs) Sorry. Um, Right now, like, it is Merlin's troll hunter. Merlin is not going to be the head magic guy. It's going to be King Solomon. In the actual story, and then I'm going to have a few other evil characters replace the other evil characters in in the series, uh, mainly because I just think they would be cool to write and play as. Unfortunately, my girlfriend listens to the show, so I will tell you what one of those evil characters will be after the podcast, Chris, okay. because you're going to love it. Uh, okay. So, basically, also... There is something that happens at the end. Um, I, I it's, This is going to spoil it a little bit for you, Chris. Uh. Everybody in the town figures out about the trolls. Okay. But I feel like that takes away a lot of what kind of the fun was in Troll Hunters, which is having to hide the fact that you're going out every night and beating up evil trolls slash goblins. Mm-hmm slash gnomes so although there is one good gnome so it's kind of that's mainly what the augment is is that like it's never revealed to the 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 town there are characters that leave that will that are that are not going to be around anymore and then the rest of the characters that have died are staying dead and the characters that are still around there is no need to hide their character arcs because all of them have seen the show so they know who is who and what they're up to. so instead, like they're just going to be kind of like you know they're they're gonna be persona nPCs where if you talk with them and train with them, you'll get a stat boost per so so nah. No, so yeah. <laughs> Anyways, Chris, now let's talk about Troll Hunters briefly as we uh, wrap up the podcast. How are the first two episodes? I
1: am intrigued. You're intrigued. Like I said, it reminds me of like an '80s style cartoon. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's pretty simple. Like... The uh, the main character is a, a a bit of a do-gooder. a little
0: bit, little bit of a do-gooder. He a lot of bit of he a do-gooder. Gets, he gets Dale. off He's his high like, horse the... later on in the series.
1: I haven't seen later on in the That's series, fair. Dale. That's fair.
0: uh, Yeah, so I don't know. So, like, are you planning on at least trying to complete season one? I think so. I would be... I would say the third season is one of the best seasons of of young adult TV TV I've ever seen. Of DreamWorks animation I've ever seen. uh, Of the DreamWorks animated shows, of which I will begrudgingly admit I watch a lot of. Um, It is easily one of the best and troll hunters is easily one of the best shows like it on Netflix right now it's simply fantastic it's one of my favorite things ever uh good old GT gets to do a couple of spin-off series set in Arcadia which um will be retro which will actually rectoactively change what I do in the campaign if it actually lasts that long they're not coming out till 2019 anyways so i digress other than that uh there's I, I could almost i would almost say if you if you kind of like it but you don't want to dedicate two seasons worth two more seasons worth cuz mm-hmm. i believe there's three seasons yeah i think there is there's either three or four i i could say you could probably skip the second part and then just watch the third part um a lot of season 2 is kind of it's not monster of the week, but it's a lot more slice of life. And then compared to the full breathed out story of season three. And of course there's the recap episode. So you will get filled in on whatever you missed well enough.
1: I don't like recap episodes. I know, Dale. But,
0: but if you plan on skipping the second season, you need to watch a recap episode. That's fair. Again, like that. And this is just what I'm saying. Like if you are like, I, 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 I've broken down the numbers, Dale, And if I use up this much of my life watching season two of Troll Hunters, my life will be at a negative. I say, okay, well, then just watch season three because that time used will be a positive. That's fair. So uh, highly recommend Troll Hunters. Easily one of the best series on Netflix right now. Second only to the other Netflix show, Race to the Dragon's Edge, or How to Train Your Dragon, Race to the Dragon's Edge. That one's real good. That one's... yeah. Dale, is this a DreamWorks sponsored episode? I wish it would be. be DreamWorks, (laughs) give me money, because I love your shows that much. Uh, Chris, are you excited for How to Train Your Dragon 3?
1: I've never seen the first How to Train Your Dragon,
0: Dale. Or the second How to Train Your Dragon.
1: Why would I watch the second one if I haven't seen the first one, Dale? I did.
0: I watched the second one because it was the only thing to watch. And then I absolutely fell in love with the series. And then I watched the first one... And then I binged all of How to Train Your Dragon, uh, Race to the Dragon's Edge, which is the Netflix series. And, like, I binged, like, the first three seasons, and then I religiously watched every season to come out afterwards. And, Chris, I was really sad when it ended.
1: (laughs) Sad because you had no more... How to Train, How to your, train dragon. your Dragon, or sad because it had a sad ending? Day? No,
0: it had it had a fine ending. Because uh, How to Train Your Dragon is is the space between the first and second How to Train Your Dragon movies, which of course, when you have like six seasons of a TV show that takes in that takes place in between two movies that came out before the TV show was a thing, there's a lot of plot holes. <laughs> Do not watch this chronologically because you're going to get through the series and then you're going to go to the second season and you're going to be like, why aren't they asking this character for help? Why aren't they asking this entire tribe of characters to help, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I'm going to cry during How to Train Your Dragon 3. Call it right now.
1: Is it a, is it a real emotional movie for you, Dale?
0: It's, it's, it's officially the last one that's ever going to be made. Uh, the dr- oh, the director and, and that's what they
1: said about toy story three as well though. Dale.
0: That's fair. But the director has directly came out and said like, I will never create another how to train your dragon. The only reason why I agreed to make these movies in the first place is because I wanted to tell one complete story in these three movies. And then the Netflix series is like a side thing that pulls more from the books because guess what? It's a, uh, it's a book series for young, young children that i really enjoy i haven't read the books yet (laughs) i haven't read the books yet i just really enjoy the television that's been made of the books i wonder if uh i wonder if they have the books in audio format of course you would Dale. Uh, all right all right other than that i believe this has been somewhat coherent i believe it has dale i'm dale this is chris say goodbye chris
1: i'm chris that's dale is that it that's my way of saying goodbye dale that's a that's a form of greeting fair enough it's like aloha
0: you're aloha